Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show. I'm so happy to have you here for one more week. Guys, this is a really, really, really special week, partly because of what it is on the calendar and partly because I have a really, really great show prepared for you guys. So listen up because this one is big. You can see I'm wearing my tacky Christmas sweater, or at least one of them that I have, because today is Christmas Adam, which is the day before Christmas Eve. Today is also celebrated as another holiday that you might be familiar with called Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us, a day for feats of strength and airing of grievances. I hope that however you are celebrating your holiday, you are having an amazing time. Last week, we talked about some of the things that kind of suck about the holidays and how to deal with that. This week, I actually want to take a big jump and talk more, go deeper about not just Christmas, but the Christ mind, okay? Those might not seem related, but hang on, I'm going to connect them. Also, guys, I don't care if you don't believe in Christmas. I don't care if you don't practice Christmas or celebrate it. I don't care if you consider yourself a Christian or not a Christian. Some people celebrate Christmas as celebrating Christ's birthday. Some people celebrate Christmas as a day to give presents or whatever it is for you. That doesn't matter. This show is still going to apply to you. I'm going to be talking about Christ today, but I'm not talking about him today as the Savior, right? So even if you're not a Christian, if you don't consider Christ your Savior, that's fine. This show is still going to apply to you because I'm not talking about Christ the Savior today. Today, I want to talk about Christ the Master. And heads up, I don't consider myself a religious person, and that might confuse you based on some of the things I talk about. I do consider myself a spiritual person. Not only do I not consider myself a religious person, but I actually, and that might seem odd, where I I claim myself as a spiritual person because I'm in fact an ordained minister and have even uh, married people, which by the way, I'm available to do if you're interested. So I don't, care much for the religious line that might be taught when you talk about Christ. What I want to talk about is the spiritual side of Christ, the part of Christ that we can truly actually aspire to be and become while we're here on this earth. Okay, that might seem a little bit crazy, but hang on because I'm still talking. Again, we're going to go a little bit spiritual here, so it doesn't matter if you believe in Christ or not, but it does matter if you do believe in a greater power than yourself. It doesn't have to be a man that you call God. It doesn't have to be any defined thing because there is nothing, absolutely nothing that can define your relationship between you and your creator other than you. Nothing I say can give you any definition or actually help you create that relationship. I can encourage and inspire, I hope, but it's up to you to have that relationship between you and all that is. Nothing I say, nothing I do can do that for you. However, if you have an idea of what you call God, that's going to help with this show. So I want to talk about Christ as the master. And guys, I think that when we're talking about Christ, we often focus way too much on the last day of his life. Not that that doesn't, isn't important, but can we talk about the first 33 years? Because Christ did some really, really cool things. And let me go to the first, these, these two things that Christ said, because they're really important 
And I think that we read into a whole lot of other things and we forget what the core, the absolute core of Christ's message on the earth was. When people ask Christ, give us rules, give us rules. What are the rules? We want black and white. Tell us what to do. Tell us what not to do. Give us rules. He gave us, he finally relented and gave two rules. Because humans are silly and we think that we need rules. But Christ finally gave us two rules. Those rules were love God and love each other. Every other rule, every other commandment falls underneath that umbrella. In my mind, there are gray areas in many of the other commandments that if you're not sure where it falls, go back to the first two. Is it loving? Are you loving God? And are you loving others in doing this? Now, I want to really make a point, too, that everything Christ did was in love. We talk about all the miracles that Christ did, and we only even have record of a few of them. Do you think he only performed the miracles that we actually have record of? I'm pretty sure that there were massive amounts of miracles that we aren't aware of. One point that I want to make When Christ tells us it's all about love, love God, love each other, love God, love each other, love God, love each other, it's all about love. And I offer the suggestion, even the understanding, that when Christ asks us to be like him, his invitation is real and legitimate, that we might enter the Christ mind, not that we're going to go die on a cross but that we can think like him, be like him, create like him, and ultimately, and the only way we can do any of those things is by loving like him. Loving like Christ is how to be like Christ. I'm not asking you to nail yourself on a cross because, like I said, I'm not talking about that day. I'm talking about the other three years that he lived. You don't have to nail yourself on a cross to love people like he did. You don't even have to believe that he was nailed on a cross to believe or to be able to love people like he did. And I like using the term Christ mind to adapt to the level of love that Christ gave. But I feel like even that kind of makes it religious to talk about Christ in that way puts a religious note on it. And I truly see it as a spiritual way of recognizing this is someone who had an amazing relationship with his creator to the point that he gave love to every single person that he came in contact with. Whether they called him their friends or they didn't, he gave love to them. That is what I want to aspire to. I'm not interested in aspiring to being martyred, but I am interested in aspiring to love the way this man loved because we don't have any record of any other man who lived on earth, who loved others with the pure and absolute love of God. So if we want to be like God, if we want to learn from God, we can follow the one guy who did it better than the rest of us. And you might think, well, he was the son of God. It's impossible for me to do what he did. And I want to stop you there because you are also a child of God. However you view God, however you see him as a man, as a golden cloud, as 
a formation and structure of energy, however you see it, only you can have a relationship with that. But, and that nobody else can tell you what that looks like. And as the created, however you view that, because we really can have no idea of the true concept of God. We imagine him in a way that makes sense to our small human mind. And he's okay with that because he just wants us, he, she, shim, whatever you want to say, just wants us to have a relationship. That's all. But please recognize that you do have a relationship with your creator and that because your creator created you, you are therefore a child of your creator and therefore have access to all of the genetic blessings that come from being a child of your creator. And that includes the ability to give his love because the only thing that Christ did better than you, he was better at giving God's love than you are. But my friend, that is not a thing that you can't do. I want to go back to those first two rules Christ gave us. Love God. Okay. I just talked about this. Loving God, I see loving God as not just saying, oh yeah, here's that image that I imagine is whatever the creator of the world is, and I'm going to send him a valentine. What does it mean to love God? I think that what it means to love God is to acknowledge your creator and acknowledge your relationship with your creator. And that's a growing thing, guys. That's not necessarily something that's going to happen overnight. Parts of it can happen overnight, and you can have miraculous communication with your creator overnight that can inspire and build your understanding of your relationship. But ultimately, this is part of your life purpose, is to build your relationship with your creator and learn how to share that love. Now, I have several good friends who are atheists, and they say, well, they don't have a relationship with their creator because they don't believe in a creator. That's fine too. But guess what? If you took the time to decide there's not a creator, you spent a good amount of time in your life deciding what your relationship is with that creator. And what you've decided is that it doesn't exist. But congratulations, because if you have come to that understanding, then you have probably spent a lot more time and effort and deep thought gaining an understanding of what that is and what your relationship with it, with it is. In fact, you've probably spent a lot more time doing that than many people who passively believe in God, right? And so I admire those who have taken the time to evaluate what God is to them and how he presents and shows up in, his, in their lives or doesn't. But going back to that one rule, acknowledge. However you acknowledge your creator, whatever that means for you, however you picture, imagine, feel, sense that source, acknowledge it. That's where you start. That's how you follow that first rule. And then the second rule is love each other, right? These have to be done in that order. And let me explain why. Because as humans, we're able to give love. We humans can carry emotion. We can share emotion. We're capable. However, when we do what 
Christ did? What Christ did is he opened himself to the love of God. He became a conduit for it, and he shined it out from him to everyone he came in contact with. Whether they considered himself his friend or foe, he was a conduit of God's love to them. Humandela can give out about this much love, which honestly, this much love is a whole lot of love. But if I open myself to the love of my source and allow myself to be a conduit to give that love to others, that is when miracles happen. Every miracle Jesus performed, everyone, whether he was bringing his buddy back to life, whether he was bringing booze to the wedding, it was all done in love. Miracles turning water to wine is done through the love of God. And I mentioned earlier that you might even see God as a structure of or formation of energy. That's one way to view God. <clears throat> and when you view God that way, pardon me, you kind of can see the structure of the world how everything is made up. We've talked before a bunch of times how everything that feels solid, that looks solid on this earth is actually 99.999% space, right? All it is is a couple little molecules whirling together so fast that it feels solid. What I'm telling you is that the structure that spins electrons into solid form is the power of God's creation, And the power of God's creation is the power of love. And just as every single electron spins using that formation of energy, your heart beats using that formation of energy. That structure of love is what creates the world that we live in. If you see it that way, it's not too hard to realize that yourself, your emotional self, creates a physical or a energetic structure your physical self creates an energetic structure and your physical self actually affects the energetic structure in the space around you as does your emotional structure you have your every emotion that you have every thought that you have creates an energetic formation around you there are people who can see these energies there are some types of photography that can capture these energies every thought you have every emotion you have creates an energetic structure around you. So you create the energetic structure of love. You tap into that universal source and bring in more of that power, more of that love to share with others. That's how Christ did it. That's the mathematical scientific explanation as best I can give you. But when you do that, when you allow in the love of source to you and then share it with others, that is how you be like Christ. That is how you adopt the Christ mind. And how do you maintain it? Because the thoughts that you have match have to match that energetic structure in order for you to continue flowing that through you. So your thoughts must be thoughts of love, thoughts of acceptance, thoughts of forgiveness, thoughts of non-judgment. Remember, I've said this a couple times already. Christ shared this love with 
every single person he came in contact with. It didn't matter who they were voting for. It didn't matter what they looked like. It didn't matter what illness they had. In fact, the people who were often rejected by others were very often the ones that he sought out the most because he recognized that they needed that love. So at Christmas time, we talk about the holiday spirit. We talk about the Christmas spirit. We talk about Jesus being born. And when we celebrate Jesus being born because he was one of the only people that we have record of on this earth who mastered sharing God's love. This whole holiday is to celebrate and admire the one guy who mastered sharing God's love. Why are we celebrating if we are not trying to emulate that a little bit? And what is that going to look like? Well, it might be being generous. And the thing that annoys me about the fact that I'm doing this show today is that when we talk about it today, then it makes it feel like it's only now. And we also talk about this. I feel redundant saying, let's keep the holiday spirit year-round. Obviously, obviously we need to keep the holiday spirit year-round, but it's not just the holiday spirit. Because here's the thing, if you can take upon you the Christ mind, if you can become a conduit of God's love to share with others, that is not something that expires on Boxing Day. That is not something that wears out by New Year's Eve. That is something that is a gift that you continue to give the day after Christmas and every single day for the rest of the year. Let's be honest, some days are better than others because some days we're better at loving than others. It's true for me too. But it is absolutely possible to decide that you want to have more of God's love to share with others. It is absolutely possible to ask for more of God's love to share with others. And then it's absolutely possible to remind yourself to be loving, to remind yourself to be forgiving, to recognize when you make judgments and correct them. We all do it. But when you recognize that you're making a judgment, acknowledge it and say, that was an unloving thought. Here is a more loving thought, right? Because these things don't happen overnight. These changes don't go from zero to 60 overnight. These are changes that do take time, training, management to really master. Remember, Christ did it in 33 years. I'm already older than that. But he also had a lot of resources that I didn't have. Let's be fair. We can't expect ourselves to be as amazing as that dude was in only 33 years because he had resources that we don't have. But we can use him as a resource. We can learn from him. And we can learn how to be better conduits of God's love to share with others. One idea is to be okay with whatever. When you truly have the Christ mind, there is nothing that is unacceptable to you. And that might seem crazy. It doesn't mean that you approve of things. It doesn't mean that you permit things. 
but it means that you can look on any situation and see it with love. And that can be difficult, but that's your challenge. When you find a situation that is hard to see, that is hard to feel, that is hard to deal with, look at it and say, how can I deal with this with love? How can I address this situation with love? And it might be a terrible thing. It might be a lawsuit or a breakup or divorce or pain or trauma, all of those things that are so painful to deal with. But if you stand back and look at it and say, how can I address this situation with love? How can I throw love at this to make it better? There's always a way you can do that. And just by asking that question, guys, this is one of my secrets. Asking questions is one of the ways to make the universe work for you. Because if you say it's just not possible for me to ever love somebody else that much, guess what def- def- definition you have placed on yourself? Guess how you have defined yourself and guess the boundaries you've placed on yourself. But if you ask questions, what is possible for me? How can I love more? How can I give greater love to the situation to improve it? How can I help the situation by loving it more? How can I throw love at this to make it better? When you ask those questions, you don't have to have the answers right then and there, but asking those questions of the universe means that answers come. If the only question that you can ask is, how do I get help? Keep asking it. If you're at that the bottom of that spiral and the only question you can ask is, how do I get help? Keep asking it. Because if you ask that question, the help will come. And I know because I've asked that question myself. And the help came. But I digress. I want you to consider that this is a thing that's real for you. A lot of us look at God or look at people who are presented to us as godly or even people like celebrities or people that we have in the world alive now and we look at them and we think, oh, I'll never be like that. We, we cut and you know what we do? We cut ourselves off at the knees making that statement. It might be somebody that we admire, that we aspire to be like and yet we don't believe that we can ever actually accomplish it. And because we don't believe it, we cut ourselves off at the knees. Instead, ask yourself, How can I be more like that person? What is it about that person that I want to emulate? Ask questions. You don't have to have the answer to those questions. But when you ask the questions, the answers come. If you make statements of, I can't find my keys, I can't find my keys, I can't find my keys, you're going to have a hard time finding your keys. But when you ask the question, where can I find my keys? the universe opens for you and answers come to you. And I know that seems odd, but try it. Take a piece of paper and just start writing down questions. How do I do this better? How do I love more? How do I share love more? How do I have more love in my life? Ask the questions and the answers come, not in that moment, maybe not necessarily as a pen on paper, but the answers will come to you. I want, to bring this back around and remind you again, if you think that Jesus was this amazing dude who was so amazing that you can never, ever be like him, I want you to take a step back and look at that again. 
Jesus started out as a baby. Baby Jesus is my favorite of all the Jesuses. He grew up learning. He grew up loving. Aren't you able to learn? Aren't you able to love? What makes you think that you cannot aspire to the same mastery that the man Jeshua did when he walked the same earth that you walk? What makes you think that you can't be a conduit for God's love? Don't you know that God is love? That all his power is the force of love? Don't you know that you are a child of God and as such you are an extension of him? Don't you know that you are love? Don't you know that the power of love is what causes the electrons to spin, giving shape and form to energy? Don't you know that the love of God holds the very cells of your body together? What argument can you give that you cannot be a conduit for the love of God when the love of God is the power that created you and continues to sustain and even recreate you moment by moment? Accept the fact that you are love. And as you accept it, share it with others. And with that, I'm going to wish you guys all a Merry Christmas, Happy Festivus, Happy New Year, and Happy all of the other holidays that you're celebrating with us today. Thanks, and I love you. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.